When one typically thinks of who a track and field club is made of, the obvious answer is athletes and coaches. And that makes a lot of sense. You don't have those people, and you really don't have a club. With that being said, for the competitive runner, at the core of what they're trying to do is maximize performance, stretching it to the limits of their potential, and to do that, modern training practices state that the support circle has to be widened. In Guelph, they've taken that idea, and they've increased their circumference wider than most, to include researchers, various clinical professionals, and a roster of intelligent, driven people. This episode is about them. The people you don't see, but are so important to keeping the whole thing working. You're listening to Something in the Water, a look at the Speed River and University of Guelph track and field teams, available through Sidious Mag. This week we're taking stock of all the people you don't really think about when you think of a track team, but are so vital to keeping the machine running. We'll be looking trackside, around the city, and even across the country as we catch up with the pros who make sure that the athletes get to the line on time and healthy. For so, we'll check in with Dave Scott Thomas, the founder and head coach. I ask him about the part that the integrated support team plays. We couldn't function without them, and there's been a an intentionality and a strategic plan with that, which again sounds pretty removed when you're dealing with people. The root of it is always just working with great people, but mapping out where we wanted to get to, and, and we haven't arrived yet. We're not fully evolved in, in my conception of it. You are always looking for that, that element of intuition with somebody who gets it, as well as having good hands if they're a therapist, um, a good brain and a social skill set. And most of us think we have all of those things, but your ability to have that and work functionally as a team is absolutely critical and that that's tough so we've tried to make an environment where we vet pretty hard on the front end it's pretty difficult to get on our staff we're pretty upfront and direct about what's expected and required but i think we're absolutely rock solid and then how how we integrate that i part of ist is critical to us the integrated element and i think you have to make it okay to storm together um, to have a little friction sometimes but know you have each other's back and are coming out the other side okay it was back in February of last year that I started this project, and on that first very cold day, I took in a workout at the indoor track. Now, I was a bit surprised to see multiple members of the sport team actually taking in the workout from the sidelines as well, watching gates and interacting with the runners. I was interested to see where that idea came from. It became unbidden, or you get ideas out on runs or whatever. It's, you know, you, you borrow ideas and concepts from other groups all the time and you look at best practices, but not everything comes from a, another obvious example all the time. You just think things through, and so that to me just seemed a natural extension of what was going on when you talk to a therapist. You're comparing notes all the time, and if you're not in the therapy room with the, them, hands-on on the athletes, then you're probably missing something. But they need to see you in the field of play also to be fully effective. So we do have a request, and, and most of our, our support staff are volunteers. They put a lot of volunteer time in. So trackside is everything we do from docs to physiologists to board members to uh, administration, which is we strongly encourage you when possible 
to be at practice, and even if that's only once every three or four months in some cases, but you can see how those of us who are in the DTE, the daily training environment, a bit more interacting. You can see how I communicate what it's like for me to do a, a, a breakdown of the workout before practice, um, how we hold the line on discipline, or, or when it's funny. And then with therapists they are watching, they're relating what they've seen on the table to what they see in motion and we're able to compare notes. So that's highly functional. Um, and it's worked great, but it, it's, it's time intensive. I'm Brenda Scott Thomas, and I am a physiotherapist in Guelph and been practicing here for 20 years now. Um, I've practiced in a private practice clinic and worked with a lot of community runners and then joined in with working with um, varsity and club runners when Dave started up the club back in the day. And my background is in track, so I feel like I come into my profession with a, what Dave would call a high track IQ because I feel things in my own body as a runner and I can move into my profession and what I'm helping other runners with, with an honest knowledge of, of the body and the sport. On that day, one member of the team was Brenda Scott Thomas. Brenda has worked not only with the River and the Griffins, but has also used her skills with the national team countless times. She has a very impressive resume, but also takes her work very seriously and was taking notes as the runners completed their workout. I started by asking what she was looking for in these sessions. Uh, so when they're working out, when we kind of think of, of gait um, running in three planes, uh, the body moves in three planes. So you're generally moving forward and that's how you're getting from A to B quickly. Um, but there has to be a coordination with joints that have to rotate and there has to be equal arm swing to a, a stride length. And then there also has to be a little bit of transfer of weight from side to side. Um, so we're watching how that coordinates uh, in, the, in that that runner's style and if there's anything that we can see between the right and left side that's different so that it's setting up an asymmetry or that they have extraneous movement through their trunk and no movement through their pelvis or they're overstriding. So we're just kind of looking for um, coordination of movement and asymmetry. So would you say that actually coming to the workouts has really helped in your treatment of the athletes? Absolutely. Uh, we, see, we see a lot of the elite group from the club and some of the varsity as well um, on a very regular basis for proactive maintenance and injury prevention. And so we'll start to see a certain person come in and we're like, oh, we're always seeming to stretch the right hip or how come their left ankle is tight all the time? And to... You, you move through being able to correct that and give corrective exercise, but motor patterning and going through motions, if you can correct a motor pattern, then you're kind of trumping the need to do an exercise because you've changed the pattern that was faulty. So coming to the track, absolutely, you start to watch foot plants and rotations of how they, how they put their legs through a stride, and you can start to pick up that, oh, wow, look at they turn their left foot out to 10 o'clock and their right foot is pointing at 12 o'clock. So it certainly helps to make sense of what we are always correcting in the clinic. So normally there's a good cast of characters here from the IST team. Uh, who else is, is normally here to accompany you guys and what do they get out of it? 
Um, typically, I, I would say, well, I'm here and I'm a physio, but I'm kind of a, a biomechanical um, educator, maybe. I'm educating the, the athletes. I'm educating the coaches at what we're looking at. And then um, the chiropractor that works with the group, he comes out and he is... He's definitely, he's coming to watching track um, from soccer and squash background. So he's learning a lot about the sport. And so going through a lot of the biomechanics really helps, helps him to understand loading patterns, overloading patterns. And then when we work together in the clinic, we can discuss what we saw at the track. So there's learning always happening between the two of us. And then we had a physio fellowship um, uh, or physio that's on a, a fellowship this year and he came out and he was just soaking it all up just wow this is just I'm just out of school and this is just amazing to sort of look at the mechanics of gait into such a, a high degree um, and then hopefully when if we get the program going again to our massage therapist that's been actually with the club the longest and is really starting to be able to prescribe better. He doesn't just treat soft tissue, but he's able to actually look at some of the tests that we're doing and put it into his own practice. So he can start to see some things happening on the track as well. Having eyes at the track is an excellent idea that would seem to make sure that the athletes are getting the best care that they possibly can, which is where the next step comes in. Every Monday and Thursday at the Speed River Physiotherapy Office, the members of the team sign up for treatment with Brenda and when I was there, Marcel Marez, a registered massage therapist. And I was told that oftentimes there's a chiropractor, Marco, as well. That's where I caught back up with Brenda. Thursday, we're here for a couple of hours, and um, we pair up therapists. So on this day, uh, Marcel Marez, our registered massage therapist, and I work together where we book uh, four athletes in and they come in for a 30-minute physio session. And then uh, I, we communicate and discuss what should be worked on with respect to whatever I found in, in the assessment. And Marcel will spend 30 minutes with, this, with the athlete so that um, we address any issues or if it's just that they've just come off a race and they say, you know, that's great, work on problem areas, but I'd really like to just have you know, get a flush so that might get the circulation going from post-race soreness. Um, and then we do something pretty similar on Mondays. Um, Marcel, again, comes in in the morning with me, and we usually book three or maybe four. Same, same process. I prefer to do the physio stuff first just because then there's a bit of an assessment and mechanical checkup so that we can pick the spots for massage after. And also he uses a sort of a lotion oil and uh, it ends up being very slippery so that when I go and try and work on them, it's, uh, it's difficult. I end up holding things with a washcloth and, mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah, so Marcel and I work uh, two times in the week together uh, with, um, with the athletes. So would you take the would you say that you take a lot of your knowledge from from watching the athlete at the track earlier in the week? Do you, does that have a large carryover into what you do here on Monday and and Thursdays? Uh, it it I would actually have to say no because we just started doing a lot of the um, a lot of the observations at the track this winter as a pilot mm -hmm. project to to try and tie in 
what we're doing in the clinic um, and get a better idea of tips and things that we can see happening on the track. Because um, I think a lot of the times when it comes down to it, a person's running style is their running style. And it's my belief to not really play around with that very much because you see a lot of different ways that people get from A to B uh, with their bodies and it works for them. So it's more if you can find asymmetries or something that could just be cute a little bit so that they're, they aren't crooked or side bent or over rotating or things like that. So, so yeah, so I would say we get at sort of the heart of um, connectedness or coordination of their all of their body parts when they're in the clinic. And then with having the track side sessions, we were able to sort of pick up on, oh, you know, that makes sense now why we keep mm-hmm. on working on this one, one area and try and cue them a little bit. This setup seems really optimal for the athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when did you decide that this was a good idea and what kind of evolutions did it go through? Um, uh, that's a good question. I'm trying to think now how many years we've been doing this. It might mm-hmm. be three or four. Um, and it was actually it was actually Dave that um, brought up the proposal that he was willing to fund the therapist's time mm-hmm. to make sure that the athletes are getting are having maintenance and injury prevention on a regular basis. Uh, which was something that was unprecedented in the track uh, world uh, because mostly, you know, if it's not broke, then people don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he he's put, put that forward to say, you know, it's the club can fund one or two therapists and now we have three mm-hmm. uh, on the team so that we can maintain health of the runners and ensure that they can have consistency in their training, Mm -hmm. which is really, I think, what comes down to the success of a racing season is if you've been able to be consistent through your, through the foundational training periods, Mm -hmm. um, and consistency means no injuries. So, yeah. Um, I I do have a question for you, just Mm -hmm. because you've grown... I don't want to say that you've grown up, but you've mm-hmm. you've spent a lot of your life uh, around the track and field scene and stuff. I would think that you'd almost have to be a fan at this point. Oh, um, for sure. <laughs> do you do you think that has a place, and do you think it makes it you more effective? The fact that you can relate to these runners a lot more. Absolutely. Um, I was very lucky as a runner. Now, now treating all of these runners and mm-hmm. some of the injuries that they have had. Um, that when I when I was competing, I really didn't have a lot aside from the odd sprained ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I kind of get the the headspace and the desire to be able to continue to train and put your spikes on and be able to race. Uh, plus, I I still run myself, and and my mind is very left lobe dominant, and mm-hmm. I kind of am always analyzing and thinking about. When you put your foot down, what's the chain reaction? And how come person A does it a certain way and person B, it's a little bit different? Uh, and being able to maximize how people put one foot in front of the other. So it's very biomechanical. And I would say I, I'm learning all the time because it's it's a chain reaction again. When, when we learn about gait, 
in physio school, you there's a whole process. You put your foot down and then all the way up the chain, X, Y, Z happens. Um, but then when you put in all these different types of bodies with flat feet or rigid feet or bowed shins or an arched back or a flat back, they're going to distribute the force of running very differently through their legs and through their body um, so that's the interesting part that keeps me keeps my mind occupied because then I can start to maximize for each person the distribution of how that force is going to be uh, dissipated through their body and being able to if they're coming back from injury being able to know what their progression should be in a return to the sport because of their bodies so it's uh, it's an ongoing learning process, and I think it does help a lot that I've had a history in the sport as a competitive runner, and that I continue to run because I just I'm always thinking about it. And of course, I'm a fan. <laughs> uh, my name is Marcel Merez. I'm a registered massage therapist with uh, uh, here in Guelph, and uh, do a lot of work with the Speed River Track and Field athletes, as well as uh, the University of Guelph uh, Griffins track and field and cross country teams. So tell me, you know, what do you do Mondays and Thursdays? What What's your role here? Monday to Thursdays? Uh, well, essentially, um, we have um, uh, sort of developed this uh, wonderful little um, um, scenario where we've got our elites, our Speed River elites, uh, come to the clinic here at Brenda's. And... Um, uh, it's either uh, massage therapy and physio or physio and Cairo, depending if Mark or I are here. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, we do um, um, we we try to keep the, the team healthy, keep them going, keep them rolling. If there's any uh, injuries, we try to get them through it, and um, just trying to stay on top of um, and being a part of uh, you know hopefully a, a nice healthy um, season. Now, you said you're a bit of a runner yourself. Mm-hmm. How has that, you know, how does that kind of skew your view uh, when it comes to when you practice on, on the athletes? It, it probably helps in a way that I sort of understand through personal injuries what it feels like to be injured. Although, uh, for me, it's never really essential to get back to full fitness really quickly. Uh, although, I feel better when I'm fit. Um uh, I do see the urgency and, 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 and um, I appreciate the urgency that, that these athletes have in trying to get back to top form. And having been a recreational runner myself, I've gone through a lot of injuries and I know what it feels like to be down and out and not, you know, not performing where you want to be. Do you have any really, you know, feel good sort of stories, uh, you know, of, of folks that you've looked after and, and you've seen them succeed? Oh boy, there's lots. Uh, one's lying down right beside me here. I just got <laughs> world standards in the steeplechase and it's uh, just a fantastic transition uh, to see uh, um, uh, these once kids coming in and, and now as, as young adults being as successful as they are. So it's, it's, a, it's a process of several years where you take the next step, the next step, the next step, and you're part of it, seeing it and, and experiencing it with them. And, and then all of a sudden you see them on the big screen running in Rio or in London. And it's just, it's a fantastic uh, feeling for, for us therapists to be a part of that. Uh, my name is Dr. Jamie Burr. I'm a professor at the University of Guelph and a member of the IST for Speed River. Um, so I am a uh, cardiovascular physiologist who focuses on um, elite 
human performance. Um, we also focus on chronic disease, but uh, with the team, that, that's mostly my role is to understand um, what are the current pra best practices, what, um, what are the areas where we're sort of pushing into the new realm of sports science, and how can we maybe use that or expand upon it to uh, help our athletes. From the clinic back to the university campus across town, one thing that in my mind sets the Griffins and Speed River apart is having a support team that doesn't just have people there to keep up with the immediate health concerns of the team, but also a group through the university that performs tests and studies with the team with an eye to improving performance through nutrition, physiology, and the like. One person who watches over and works with some of the mostly students who conduct this research is Dr. Jamie Burr. I ask him about how and when his time with the river started. Sure. So I've, uh, I've been at the University of Guelph working with the Speed River Club for about, um, starting my third year now, and I was actually recruited from the East Coast of Canada. Um, and the university and Speed River got together and it was pretty forward thinking in that they, uh, they decided there was value in um, supporting a position jointly so that um, they could have somebody that is you know, doing the research, but also um, can speak to the team and their needs and stuff and uh, share their time that way. So um, there was a call put out and uh, it was pretty appealing. So uh, here I am. So what, what are some of the, the interesting studies and stuff that you've done? How have you, I guess, increased performance or you know, what conclusions have you brought forward that have been applicable in real life? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I think, it's important to recognize that in sports science um, and really in coaching and in track in general, uh, the most important thing is taking care of the basics. So um, a lot of the stuff that we do is just making sure that our athletes understand what are the basics that need to be taken care of. I mean, there's all these fancy things we can do. But the way we describe it is um, it's icing on the cake. So if you don't have a well-made cake, don't bother icing it. Um, so I'd say that's probably our biggest role is helping the coaches and helping the athletes understand, um, you know, what is the current state of the evidence. Um, so I, I take that role pretty seriously. Um, perhaps on the, the sexier side of the science though, um, you know, we're investing in a number of things. We've looked at some supplements. Um, how do they work? Is there real value? We've looked at um, recovery methods as well. You know, a good example would be um, just digging the literature to understand like ice baths, common practice. Um, is it something we really want to be doing? And, and we've kind of dabbled in that with some of the supplement too. Can we help people recover better? It, and is it a short-term gain for long-term pain, if you will? And is it something we want to encourage? Um, and one of the projects we have going on now, um, or areas we have that we're really focusing on, is blood flow restriction. And um, we see a lot of potential there. Uh, we're not quite ready to try it with the athletes necessarily. We want to do proof of concept. Um, and before we expose any of the athletes to any of these things, we want to be pretty certain that um, the potential gain is, is much greater than the potential risk. What I'm hearing is, is something of real collaboration. So, I mean, does it go both ways, do you think? Do you think that you're benefiting as much as the team is benefiting, uh, you know, from all this sort of experimentation and, you know, research? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And, and I mean, I certainly hope the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> we certainly feel like we benefit from working with the athletes. Um, you know, as a sports scientist, there's, there's something really appealing to me about working with runners because... It's such a linear uh, relation. You know, if I can make somebody more efficient or more economical or their metabolism is working better, that should translate to a better result. Whereas you know, we've done a lot of work in uh, elite level hockey. And uh, maybe the depressing thing about that work is the physical part, by our own calculations, is at best 10% of performance. Um, 
So I, I find that really rewarding to work with a runner where you, you feel like you can actually help them to make a difference. Um, from the team's perspective, I mean, I certainly hope that they feel there's value there as well, and I believe they do. Um, but it does take communication, you know. So uh, we regularly talk to the coaches to say, you know, what are the problems you're dealing with? What are the things that you see uh, that we need answers to? Um, or sometimes it's, hey, we've got this idea. Is that useful? Um, so, I mean, we actually have a, a three-page list hung up in the lab there of uh, questions that the athletes had and the, the coaches had, and, and we're trying to pick them off and, and answer them the best way we can. One of the neat things I've noticed is going through your website, I see um, quite a few actually members of the team who go on to do a lot of research uh, in, the, in the labs here. Do you think that there's that natural connection and, and curiosity towards, uh, you know, what makes a high-performance runner's from other high-performance runners? Yeah, I think that's a great point. I, and we feel very lucky that way. Um, we have a number of grad students in the lab right now who um, you know, are running at an elite level. And I, I think that's an interesting thing about um, not just running, I guess endurance sport in general. And I'll say that as somebody who was an endurance athlete, I mean, inherently we're a pretty nerdy group, which I mean in the best way. So um, people are curious about you know, understanding their own training and how they can improve their training. And, and I think it brings a neat perspective when you have somebody who's uh, academically gifted, um, but also a runner because they're, they're looking at it through different lenses. And I think that can really help. So some of the projects um, that we've come up with are they're pretty organic that way where, you know, they've heard about something. They go, like, is that is that a real thing or is that a myth? Um, so let's test it. So, yeah, I think it's absolutely a, a great thing for the lab and f for the team as well. Uh, Scott McDonald, um, about to be general manager of Speed River Track and Field Club. A keystone to any sports team or club is the general manager, the person who just makes it all work. Partway through my time in Guelph, they actually hired a new one, a replacement for Chris Moulton, a general manager that was so key to growing the club to its current state. The man who was hired was Scott McDonald, the former technical director for Athletics Canada and a man well-known within the community, so it was pretty big news when he signed on with Speed River and University of Guelph. We started by looking into just what he does. Uh, and that's obviously something I'll learn a little bit more uh, once I get on the ground, still in the process right now of relocating and all that kind of stuff, moving uh, my myself and, and wife and everything. But uh, I mean, I, I think um, you have a, it's not totally unique situations or other places in the country where there's a bit of the kind of connection between a university program and a club and uh, system um, but obviously there's a lot of kind of behind the scenes administrative um, things that go into running a, a large club uh, and alongside a university program so um, so it's kind of the behind the scenes um, I, I think of my job as to will be to remove the obstacles so that coaches can coach and athletes can be athletes and free up time of Dave and his staff to be able to focus on what they need to do, which is preparing athletes for, for uh, success and for competition um, and taking care of all the other logistical details so they don't... A lot of coaches end up becoming distracted as travel agents and bus driver van drivers and <laughs> all those other uh, sort of things that take them away from from their you know skill set and what's a better use of their time so that's the way I've always looked at that idea and I've done it a little bit before before I was at Athletics Canada I was executive director of the Ottawa Lions track and field club so I have a bit of history there but uh, so I'm, in some ways I'm going back to my roots <laughs> well that, that's one thing that that 
uh, really interests me is that you're, yes, you, in fact, you were at Athletics Canada just before this, and then you were with the, the Lions before that. What really attracted you to this position and, and to Guelph? Um, I think what I, and, uh, you know, I had great experience with Ottawa Lions and have and worked with them, working with them again this year at the national championships was, uh, was, was fun to, to be done on, on my, the track I grew up on. That was pretty neat. Um, in uh and th- there's a bit of that environment in Ottawa where I'm, where I'm from as well of that connection between the club and the university program um what what I've always liked about Guelph is the, the sense of community um that seamlessness between Speed River and the university and the city and the community and just being sort of an active community and culture and to just sort of feels like a family and it's a unique balance between participation in the sport and the recreational just active lifestyle uh, and high performance you have mm-hmm. places and pockets and areas where those two things exist but it's actually I think quite rare that there's such a um, such a supportive community mm-hmm. um, of high performance as well and that those two things connected is is actually pretty rare i think so that was really exciting to me and uh, um and i like to compete and this is a competitive environment as well and um i'd like to be a part of that and winning championships is fun too so it hasn't really been put out there a, a whole lot but one has to wonder if your move to guelph was to revive your own track and field career and get under the uh, the sub four mark in the mile again oh i think those days are behind me i don't think my knees would be very happy about that um i probably should get out there more often and i feel like uh dave might drag me out onto the trails a little bit more than i probably have been i've been kind of a fair weather runner the last little while and getting on treadmills and watching a hockey game more than getting out on the trails so i mean i hope to get a little more active but um no my competitive juices get flowing a little bit more on the um, administrative and coaching and uh, and leadership st- side now, and I get enough out of that, I think. <laughs> so I realize that you just started, but uh, the thought has to have gone through your head uh, already. Over the next six months, is there something that you really want to accomplish uh, and, and really want to get done? Um, I think it's... Uh, For me, it's just getting on the ground, getting to know the environment and the people, connecting um, with uh, with the athletes and coaches. Um, And there's some really good things already happening here. And uh, what I know of of uh, Guelph and of um, Dave is that it's a relentless pursuit of excellence. So it's always about getting better, um, and that really appeals to me. Um, so that's, it's identifying where are those gaps, where are the opportunities to get even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I need to get on the ground to sort of discover those things and, uh, have a few tools to identify and then really start to, uh, start to dig into where we can, we can improve even more what's happening at the club level. And, uh, and you know, that will trickle up to the community and the, and the university program as well. Hello, I'm uh, Trent Stellenwerf. Uh, I'm the uh, Director of Sports Science Sports Medicine now for uh, Athletics Canada. Um, I'm also uh, one of our, um, our lead sports scientists at the Canadian Sport Institute Pacific. 
Not all of the sport team is located in Guelph. Dr. Trent Sellenworth is a well-known sports scientist who has close ties to the group, spending quite a few years on the ground with the team, but now living on the West Coast. It's clear talking to Dave that Trent is a highly valued advisor for the club. Now, if I am correct, you actually have quite the past uh, with Speed River, um, you know, dating back a number of years now. Yeah, no, that's that's correct. I was there in the early, early years from uh, 2000 to 2005. So I, uh, I did my undergraduate and ran track for Cornell University from 96 to 2000. And when I uh, graduated there, I was looking for graduate school and, and came uh, came up to Guelph. I, I grew up a couple hours outside of Guelph. And so we were, I was there from 2000 to 2005, you know, did my, uh, did my PhD there, ran a couple of years for, for Guelph there, and then uh, transitioned into uh, coaching and sports science um, while there. And then my wife and I, Hillary, uh, Hillary's a, a two-time Olympian in the 1500. We've, we've lived in Holland, we've lived in Switzerland, and now we uh, live here in uh, Victoria, British Columbia. So um, uh, Guelph is one of the places of about three or four that I would call home. And um, even though I haven't lived there in about 12 years, I would still absolutely say that uh, you know some of my top three or four mentors uh, in the world are, are, are folks that are involved uh, in Guelph and involved with Speed River. Now, it uh, it should probably be mentioned, especially for folks who have listened to that first episode now, that uh, it wasn't an engineering degree that you were getting at Guelph, was it? No, no, not at all. I, it was a, um, uh, a PhD in, in physiology, uh, human physiology, and um, with specific emphasis on uh, the interaction of uh, nutrition and exercise and performance. And so I did my PhD with a guy there named uh, Professor Lawrence Spreet, who's um, on the board for uh, Speed River, in fact, um, quite involved and uh, has taken on um, many students over the years um, involved with Speed River. Um, and he's quite world-renowned in his uh, in his research, so I was lucky to be there at the time. And he's still absolutely one of my uh, key mentors uh, for me uh, as I move forward in my career. So putting a clam uh, container onto an exhaust system uh, you wouldn't say it would be your finest work with the club, would you? So yeah, the uh, <laughs> Dave Dave had, as with any legendary stories, he had it about seventy five percent right. I I was with a, a couple of other guys, um, one of which was um, uh, Jay Canton and Kyle Gazormo, and um, uh, when the muffler broke, I was like, oh, we're done, we're hooped. And uh, Jay Canton, uh, who it was a sub four minute mile or, or close to it, 342 in high school. It went to Michigan and trained with Kevin Sullivan. Um, he had come back to the club and we were all living together and he was trying to make a comeback for the 2004 Olympic team. And he was the guy that was actually way more ingenious in, than me on engineering. And he, he's the guy that ran across the street, went to the uh, store, bought a, a can, it happened to be squid, and he's the one that uh, fixed the muffler. My dad, ironically enough, is a mechanic. So, and my brother um, is uh, is in construction, and I can barely put IKEA together. But I, <laughs> I always joke, I, I can type really quick and <laughs> do other things. So, uh, yeah, that was that was not me. That was not my idea, but it totally worked, and um, it, it's definitely a great story. The uh, the unofficial theme for this show. 
um, when dealing with the with the supporting characters that are attached to Speed River is you know kind of at the track in the clinic, but also far away. And I would say that you have to definitely qualify as being you know far away. You're you're on the other side of the country. However, um, you know talking to Dave, he still uh, says that he speaks to you quite often and bounces ideas off of you. What would you say that? How would you classify your involvement with the club now? Yeah, maybe like a arm's length senior advisor or something like that. Um, I've known Dave for a long, long time, even prior to me uh, being recruited at a high school in 95, 96, because my, my club coach in Sarnia, Ontario, was and is one of Dave's um, best friends from university. They, they both went to Guelph. And so, um, yeah, like... Uh, you know, I was around when Reed Coolsat showed up, um, for example, and I was around when there was uh, no outdoor track, let alone an indoor track. We used to drive over to uh, York University for indoor practices, and I, I think those were galvanizing years. And um, I'm I'm very, I'm totally wide open and transparent uh, in terms of ability or wanting an ability to collaborate and and to spitball ideas. And 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 Dave's quite similar, so. Um, yeah, we, we still collaborate. Uh, we end up rooming a lot on national team trips and, you know, uh, I remember being, uh, at the Moscow world championships and Dave in a room for two weeks. And I mean, the great conversations we had there around training periodization or fueling or nutrition or metabolic rates or, you know, what have you, um, it, it's always stimulating, um, I'll send out papers and Dave's one of the few coaches that actually reads them cover to cover and then we'll come back with questions and um, but at the same time he's I don't need to tell you this he's quite cerebral and he coaches a lot by feel which I absolutely value as well even as a scientist I I think that um, the secret sauce is finding where and how to motivate and stimulate athletes from the neck up but at the same time having a good philosophy on um, what stimulus you want to impart um, on the, from the neck down. So, uh, yeah, so I, I guess that's a long answer to, a, to my involvement with the club. Is um, I'm still quite involved with a lot of their uh, uh, senior national team athletes with my, with my role with Athletics Canada. One thing that's that's really neat about Guelph, uh, in my opinion, anyways, is their involvement with uh, with masters and PhD students. Um, you know, people who are studying everything from from you know your area of study to you know nutrition, um, to to all of that great stuff. How do you how do you think that has played into the overall culture of the club and uh, the history of the club, and uh, why do you think that it's important for clubs to do that? Well, you know, I think you asked a, a great philosophical question there. Um, I think I think at the root of that question, for me, it comes down to the idea of the desire that none of us have it figured out. And uh, we constantly need to be exploring new ideas, and we constantly need to be trying to answer some ideas and, and just moving our knowledge base um our knowledge base forward, right from, you know, hardcore molecular science, right to some of the science and nuance behind, you know, group dynamics and creating compliance and belief effect and, and, and all those um, sciences as well. And so Dave's quite open-minded about that. And I would say that, you know, one of the ethos uh, of Speed River is, does embrace that, um, 
that exploratory and that um, kind of um, experimental type approach. Um, ironically enough, you know, one of the best books probably ever written and running are, is um, Bowerman and the Men of Oregon. And I had it on my bookshelf literally for 10 years, and I, I just read it over this Christmas break. And um, as I was just, you know, thinking about Dave and being exploratory and experimental, I, Bowerman at Oregon was the exact same with track services and track spikes and lighter equipment and um, nutrition, like it's all mentioned in there. And, and I think uh, I, I think having a uh, an experimental mindset like that um, is, is very healthy and it's, it's, it's great because you can continue to look, uh, learn and evolve. You've been listening to Something in the Water, a look at the Speed River and University of Guelph track and field teams. Big thanks to our carrier, Sidious Mag, online at SidiousMag.com, as well as on Twitter and Instagram, at SidiousMag. You can find the Griffins on Instagram, at GriffinTF, and on Twitter, at GriffinTrack. Speed River is at SpeedRiverTFC on Instagram, and at SpeedRiver on Twitter. I've been Michael Rokas, and if you like this show, be sure to check out my other track podcast, The Terminal Mile, available on all major podcast hubs. Until next time... Thanks for listening.